Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Fitness Disrupted, a production of iHeartRadio. I am Tom Holland, and this is Fitness Disrupted. I get excited when I read new studies that come out that I know will be of great interest to you. And this is another example of that, a perfect topic for a fit tip, although I usually struggle with these topics because I want to talk about them longer. I know one major critique of my shows is I talk too long, but I love the subject matter. I want to give you the best information possible. Can I make it tighter? Of course. But great, great topic for a fit tip. and it has a bunch within it, a bunch of like other lessons and ways we can look at it. And that's, I would argue what I do so differently here on this podcast, take the science and then start to really shape it and help you understand it and apply it to other topics that are confusing. What do I mean? (laughs) What am I talking about? So the fifth tip is, is it better to walk or run up a hill? Is it better to walk or run up a hill? I'm going to stop right there and say, what is better? You know, that is, what's the best way to do this? What is better? What do we mean by better? Is that burn more calories, better for weight loss? Is it an energy thing? Does it use less energy? I'm going to tell you what the science says. And finally, enjoyment. And I love where this is going to end up. And as I was putting this show together, a bunch of things just came flowing out, prior shows, prior myths, 
that again, the connection where you're going to start to understand how it is about science. Okay. And let me say this, when we're talking about walking or running up hills, this is not just for people who compete, runners, triathletes. It's for everybody. If you're a walker, if you're someone who's trying to lose weight, because the connection I'm going to make is to things like, is running or walking a mile the same? And I've done that podcast. And the answer is no. You don't burn the same calories running a mile as you do walking a mile. Why is that? Confusion. I have, as I said on that podcast, very smart uncle, MIT, runner, done a bunch of marathons, believe that to be true. And you go, wait, it's the same distance, you're the same weight, but it's different. I'll explain why in a second. So I had my first experience with this, just to tie it into my experience, like to give you the science and experience and all of those things and to show you, yes, I am always going to be walking the walk, running the run right along with all of you. And that's rare in this industry, but I'm doing another ultra next weekend, the Vermont 50K with the same guy I ran across the Grand Canyon with. And I have to say, when I did my first ultra, I've done a handful. I'm not an ultra marathon guy. The guy I'm running with, I would argue, is, but I've done a handful. I have some experience. And my first ultra was a 50 miler. And when we got to the first hill, short story is that just about everyone started walking. I was like, what are they doing? This is a race. This is a run. We run. And I soon learned at mile 30, 35, 40, 45, why? And that's not everyone. The top front guys, they run and women. And I'll explain why as well. Gosh, I love these topics. I love what I do. I absolutely love it. Rush into the studio to to bring you these topics. So I've done a podcast too, why everyone should do hills. Okay. I did a hill workout last night. Loved it. Whether you're a walker, runner, weight loss, whatever it is, whatever way you want to do it, hills are invaluable to burning calories, to building strength, to being functional strength, you know, similar to lower body strength training, so many benefits. Again, regardless of who you are, all you walkers out there, hills are a phenomenal way to mix up your routine and get so many other benefits as well. But again, what do we mean by better? So for this study, we're talking about energy expenditure, right? So interesting. So the study is in the European Journal of Applied Physiology, October of 2020, title steep, and in parentheses, it's 30 degree, uphill walking versus running, COM movements, stride kinematics, and leg muscle excitations. What the heck does that mean? Is it better to walk or run up a hill? Okay. Well, let me start by saying this. As I was saying earlier, running isn't just faster walking. And that's the misconception. It's not just, you're not just going faster. It's very different biomechanically, kinematically. What's going on with your body? It's different. How is it different? Here's the simplest way to kind of simplify it. Walking is moving our centers of, of mass over one leg and then the other, okay? You're moving that center of, gra- uh, of, of, <laughs> center of mass, I want to say gravity. And in walking, there's always one foot in contact with the ground at any given time. And for those of you who maybe watch the 
uh, speed walking in the Olympics, cheating is not having one foot on the ground at any given time. They literally have to have cameras to catch people cheating. <laughs> uh, but it's one foot on the ground any given t- uh, moment. And we're moving our center of mass over one leg and then to the other. Running, it's there's a short period of time where neither foot is on the ground. You're in the air. And that's different. That's different. So running a mile is not the same as walking a mile for those reasons. And it affects the body and the uh, caloric expenditure differently as a result. And what did they find in these studies, in this study too, and a couple other, by the way, um, running requires less muscular effort on muscles like the calves. Okay, so as counterintuitive as it may sound, and it, again, depends on the length of the hill. And, well, let me say this. Let me just backtrack for a second. There are two important factors that it does depend on. And how many times have I said in prior podcasts that if your fitness person, nutrition person doesn't start by answering your question initially, most often with it depends, they're not the right person. Okay? So is it better to walk or run up a hill? It depends. And it depends on two major differences, major factors your aerobic fitness level, and the steepness of the hill. And I'm going to throw in the length of the hill as well, because that's going to make a difference. So with steep, but not ridiculously, ridiculously steep hills, essentially, running requires less muscular effort in uh, muscles like the calves. But walking requires less overall aerobic energy expenditure, which is an advantage over running in that regard. So there's pluses and there's minuses, okay? And this is a fit tip, so I'm not going super deep. The takeaway is what? Listen to your body. Do what sounds and feels right. And do you remember the podcast I did, which was one of my most popular podcasts back, uh, especially when it came out? Should you recover with your hands on your head or bent over? And the study says that what your coach or your gym teacher told you and said you had to do most likely was wrong, that you don't open your lungs and open your body up by putting your hands on your head and standing up. No, your natural inclination to crouch over, to fall down, that's better. It's natural. And far too often we get away from what is natural to do what? Sell products and sell programs. So bogus products or questionable products and questionable programs. So listen to your body. And then I will throw in, it's not in my notes, but just came to me because it's so important. Do what the pros do. I've said that about so many things. The top Ironman people, ultra marathon people teach us lessons because they have to win or they don't feed their families. So they're going to do whatever it takes. They don't care about anything other than following the science that makes sense so they can win. And yes, that applies to you walkers, you people who want to lose weight. It applies to everything. We look at those extremes and we extrapolate out the answers. And I pulled a great quote from one of the researchers on this study. And she said, we think switching back and forth between gates gives the benefits of both adding that it helps to use rate of perceived exertion, that's how hard it feels, people, to determine when to switch from walking to running. Basically, choose the gait that feels the best. Shocking. Do what your body's telling you to do. 
When you feel like walking, walk. When you feel like running, run. And don't be scared to alternate back and forth. And I'm going to go back to evolution. Hunters didn't care if they walked. They wanted to catch, either catch their prey or get away so they wouldn't be prey. And so they're going to run and they're going to walk to conserve energy and to do what their bodies tell them is best. And the line I love and use and have used in so many different books that I've written, it's not about who goes the fastest, but who slows down the least. I did the podcast on why we were born to run, walk. And I've talked about, because this is an example of me literally walking the walk and running the run, personally, my first ever sub three marathon, I walked every mile. 10 seconds every mile, starting at mile one. And there's no asterisk next to my finishing time that said he walked. It's just how fast I got to that finish line. Now, I understand psychologically, I've coached hundreds and hundreds of people over there's thousands if you count uh, all the camps and everything I've done. And I know that, yeah, certain people say, I want to finish my first marathon or my first whatever race without walking. Get it. And then I say to them, okay, maybe your second, third, fourth, fifth, you really want to go faster. We're going to talk about walk breaks. Okay. So no one knows you walked. They just see your time. And that goes for every mile or every hill. And if you don't want to do that, what it's ultimately about, some psychological goals, I get it, as I just said, but it's also about ego. And let me just give you a little, you know, story from those races where and when I do those walk breaks. That Chicago Marathon, and by the way, I did it for many races after that, many more sub threes and won a very small marathon, walking every mile until mile 24 when I was told I was in second. And then I dropped it for the last two miles. But it doesn't work unless you start it early. Topic for another day. But I would break into a walk, Chicago Marathon, first time, sub three, mile one. And I would see those people pull away. But I would catch back up to them. And they'd look at me funny. And then mile two, I'd do it again. And they'd pull away from me a little bit. But I'd see them. They're up ahead. And I'd catch back up to them because I'm running faster than I would if I didn't throw in that break. But... At mile 18, 19, 20, what happens? Those people who looked at me funny as I was doing these walk breaks 20 times, 10 to 20 seconds, depending on the race and how I felt, suddenly they dropped off. Not everyone, but the vast majority. Okay? So, is it better to walk or run up a hill? It depends. It depends on your goals. The body is different. Running is not just fast walking, using different muscles in different ways. Listen to your body. And if your goal is to go fast, don't worry about what people around you are doing unless they're doing the right thing. And the right thing is to recover when you need to, to listen to that body. If the, the, uh, the hill is super steep, you're going to run or walk it depending on how you feel. and how long and how steep that hill is. But this goes to, again, I want to tie it back because it's so important. Is running a mile the same as walking a mile? Now you have more information on why it's not. One, you have one foot on the ground at any given time and you're moving that center of mass. The other one, you are literally in the air at any given moment, 
with both feet off the ground and you burn calories differently that way. So this is why I'm saying it applies to everyone. This is where I'm taking all that information and we're tying it together over and over so you slowly understand it more and more. And that's why I continue to study exercise and nutrition and motivation and will continue to study all of those for the rest of my life. You never stop learning, myself included. But there you go. It depends on your aerobic fitness level, the steepness, length of the hill, and I would throw in your goals as well. But now you have more information. If you have calf issues, right? Running requires less muscular effort than walking up a hill. If your goal is to go far and as fast as possible, a combination of the two, the very thing I witnessed my first ultra marathon and I will witness next weekend. Hold true as well. But if you're that very small percentage of (laughs) what I like to call like billy goats, like your genetics are amazing. You were born to run fast through the trails. Then you might be that very small percentage that can run nonstop. But the vast majority will benefit by doing both. Now you have the science on why. All right. I love it. And I love how it connects back to caloric expenditure, running versus walking, and even should you recover with your hands on your head or bent over. There's science, people, and there's what our bodies tell us. And we need to listen to it all and take it all into account and then find what works for us. All right. Thank you for listening. Please rate the show, follow the show wherever you can. And however you can comment, rate it, as I said. And the way to reach out to me, Tom H. Fit, Instagram and Twitter, Tom H. Fit. Lots of content going up there. And I'd love to hear your questions and I will include them in the show as well as answer them to you directly. But I want to give that information because your questions are awesome. And I love to hear your success stories. Getting so many more now that we're a couple years into this show. I could not, it, it, it could not be more rewarding than to hear from people who have followed the advice and seen results and you can't not you can't not you have to believe first that you have the capacity to change then you have to give it time and i'm going to bring you only the best guests and the best information we're going to break it down make it as simple as possible for you so that you can live your best life because that's what this show is about we control three things how much we move what we put into our mouths and our attitudes and that is awesome I am Tom Holland, exercise physiologist, certified sports nutritionist, and a lover of everything health and wellness. Thank you for listening and believe in yourself. Fitness Disrupted is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. 
Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi. I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.